0: Jesus God is good amen It's time to take up an offering we haven't done that in 2 months Hallelujah praise the Lord come on down grace Thank you Jesus God is good If anybody needs a hand sanitizer Julie has them Amen You can If anybody Thank you, Lord. Father, we just praise you and thank you, Lord God, for this day. We thank you, Lord God, that your presence is here among us. Even when we don't see it, you're working. God, you never stop. You never stop working. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus, that you're working on our behalf and that you're here in the midst of us. Because like we said earlier, we're two or more gathered than you are present. You are present. Hallelujah. Shema, Jehovah Shammah. God is present. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And we just thank you for the tithes and the offerings that you're bringing into this place. And we pray that you would bless those, Lord God, that give and that you would bless them abundantly. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Even when we don't see it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. Hallelujah. Everybody's got space, social distancing. We have nothing to fear but God. (laughs) Yep. Have nothing to fear but God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I just want to make an announcement that we will be having... Prayer meeting starting up again on Wednesdays, 7 o'clock. Wednesday, 7 o'clock. If you can't make it, pray at your homes. Amen? And kids are welcome. You hear that, girls? Kids are welcome to prayer meeting. Amen? Because God hears the prayers of all His children, big and small. Big and small. <laughs> Amen? We can fill this house with prayer. We can have prayer meeting here. Right? We have prayer meeting here at the church. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Well, today we're going to do a couple things after our service. We're going to take up communion. We haven't broken bread or partake of the wine in a long time. A couple months. Amen? Does anybody know what day it is? Uh, Sunday. It's Sunday the 31st. My microphone is on. But does anybody know what day it is? It's Pentecost Day. Do you know what happened on Pentecost? Pentecost Sunday is today. That means it's today. Today. Hallelujah. And guess what? We are back on Pentecost Sunday. And though I'm excited to be with you today and to worship God, especially on this special day, on Pentecost Sunday, where the Holy Spirit came into the upper room, where the apostles were gathered, I thought to myself how we as believers need so badly another Pentecost. We need it. The church needs another Pentecost. The church needs the Holy Spirit. Amen. You need the Holy Spirit. We need them." We need the power of God, the anointing of God, the blessing of God in order to serve the kingdom of God in these days. Amen? I just bounced. Hallelujah! We need the Holy Spirit. We need the anointing. The power, the blessing. And if we don't have it, then we're just another noisy gong or clanging cymbal. And if we don't have it, then we'll be trampled and tossed to and fro by every wave of doctrine. We'll be trampled on by the devil and his minions that are out there causing disruption and chaos. Amen? Amen. We need the Holy Spirit. Like never before. This world is in turmoil. And if you don't believe it, if you don't see it, then your eyes have been blinded and your hearts have been hardened. If you don't see that this world's in turmoil, if you don't recognize that on the daily news, it's crazy out there right now. There are people rioting and going crazy. And now it was for a cause. But now they don't even know what they're doing. They're just out there causing havoc. You know, in John chapter 12, verses 37 through 41. It says this. He says, even after Jesus had done all those miraculous signs in the presence, they still would not believe him. This would fulfill what the prophet Isaiah said. Lord, who has believed our message, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For this reason they could not believe, because as Isaiah says elsewhere, He has blinded their eyes and deadened their hearts. So they can neither see with their eyes, nor understand with their hearts, nor turn. And I would heal them, the Lord says. Isaiah said this because he saw Jesus' glory. And he spoke about Jesus. Isn't that incredible? Thousands of years ago, Isaiah saw Jesus' glory. God gave Isaiah a prophetic vision, a dream, a vision of Jesus' days, of God coming down in the flesh. Performing miraculous signs. A pure spotless bride. He saw him being nailed to the cross and his blood shed out for the forgiveness of our sins. God did that to Isaiah and he saw that in the days then those people were blind. The Pharisees and the Sadducees were blind to it. Their hearts were hardened to it. People like this, they refuse to hear the truth. And it's just like today. It's just like the day that we're living in. People today refuse to hear the truth. And why? Because they don't want to have to give up their lives. They don't want to have to change. They don't want to have to give up their sin. It's what it is. So they refuse to hear the truth. When the truth will set them free and deliver them from all unrighteousness. God is faithful and just. And he said he would forgive us our sins. And cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But people refuse to believe it. They refuse to accept it. They know it's the truth. When you speak it to them, they know it's the truth. It perks their heart. But they don't want to give up their lives. They don't want to give up the sin they're in. And it's no different. That's why Isaiah said that their eyes will be blinded and their hearts would be hardened. People are perishing. Because they refuse to love the truth. Paul told that to the Thessalonians. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verses 10 through 11. Of evil that deceives those who are perishing. They perish because they refuse to love the truth. And so be saved. It's so simple. Church. It's so simple. There is a lifeline out there called Jesus. There is a lifeline out there called Jesus. And he's only a millimeter away from you. To snatch you. To save you. He's right there when you call out his name. But they refuse to call out his name. It's like somebody who's drowning in a river or in an ocean or in a pond. And they can't see the life preser- life. Preserver, right there next to them to put it on. They don't see it because they don't want to see it. They don't want the truth because they don't want to change. Listen to this. In 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy, chapter 3 through 1 through 9, chapter 3, verses 1 through 9. Tell me if this doesn't describe the day that we're living in. But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. Does that sound like today, right there, the first sentence? Terrible times in the last days. Church, we're just coming out of being confined for two months in our homes. Never before in history has anything like this ever happened. I don't recall any time when the churches were shut down for Easter Sunday in my lifetime. Or that the whole world stopped like that. Never before have I seen rioting like this, like what's going on right now. Never before have I ever seen tsunamis in my life. In my lifetime, I've seen volcanoes, tsunamis, massive earthquakes, hurricanes that are terrible. In the last days, there will be terrible times. And then it goes on to say people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money To do with them. Does that sound like the day that we're living in? I don't know. Sounds like it to me. Looks like it. I mean, I can see it. I hear it. That's why we need the power of God. That's why in the book of Revelation... And now to the churches, it says, for those who overcome, for those who overcome, we are overcomers. We are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb. Amen. And the word of our testimony. When's the last time have you heard that? We talked about that, Julie and I, not too long ago. One of our morning discussions. (laughs) During our coffee time. It says that. They are all kinds who worm their ways into the homes and gain control over weak-willed women who are loaded down with sins and are swayed by all kinds of evil desires, always learning but never able to acknowledge the truth. Think about that. That sounds like our society always seeking more knowledge, more knowledge, more knowledge, but denying the true knowledge that's right in front of them called the Word of God. They deny the cross. They deny Jesus. And I'm going to tell you what this book is the Facts Jack. You ever see that movie, Bill Murray? That's the Facts Jack. It was hilarious. But I'm going to tell you what that's why we need the Holy Spirit. We are in the birth pains of the last days. They, we heard somebody say, "We heard a pastor say that this is a crunch time." You know what crunch time is? Crunch time is when everything's are happening all at the same time. We're living in the birth pains. You know what happens in birth pains? All those women know. They come on slow. They come on slow, then the pains get greater and greater and quicker, and they come quicker and quicker. Right? That's what's happening. The pains, the birth pains that Jesus talks about in Matthew chapter 24 are happening faster and faster and faster. And pretty soon things are happening all simultaneously. That's called crunch time. We're living in a crunch time. Right now we have wars going on. Talking about rumors of wars. We have pestilences and plagues. We have locusts that were all over. The Middle East. All of this happening at once. Now we got rioting and chaos in the streets of America. A peaceful nation. And you know why all this is happening? It's all happening because God prophesied it. It's in the Word. It's happening because it's in the end days. We're in the birth pains of the last days. These are the days and times we are in. And it might be hard to believe and hard to hear because you guys want to live your lives. We all want to live our lives to the fullest. And we all want to live out our lives to the fulfillment. But I said, let me ask you a question that I asked myself. What is that fulfillment? That God who knew you before you were in your mother's womb. What are you here on this earth to fulfill and do? I'm telling you, true fulfillment is knowing Christ, and Christ alone. Being in His will, walking in His obedience, walking with Him. That's the true fulfillment, what God's called you to do. And you know what? There's a reason God chose you to live in such a time as this. Think about that. There's a reason God chose for you to be born in this time. You have a calling on your life. I believe, church, that we're on the cuff of the greatest revival this world has ever seen. He said he can't look upon sin. So that sin in you has to go. And I'm going to tell you, we've all sinned and fell short of the glory of God. Every single one of us. We're all sinners saved by grace. There's only one that's never sinned, and he is Jesus Christ. The Son of God who died and rose again, who was born of a virgin birth. That great and glorious day will bring about a change in people's hearts like never before. And God's church will rise to the pure and spotless bride. You know, God said He's coming back. I hear it all the time. There's a great revival coming back, but He's coming back for a pure and spotless bride. The only way that pure and spotless bride is going to happen... As if we let the Holy Spirit do His work inside of us and we get on our knees and our faces and we repent and we turn to God. It's going to happen. And it's going to happen, right? I wrote it down. It's going to happen through repentance. we got to get ourselves right with God. And I believe this with my all my heart. That there's going to be forerunners who are going to be going out there in these end days. They're going to be preaching repentance. Just like John the Baptist was the forerunner for Jesus. Jesus is going to have his forerunners again. Out there preaching repentance. Repentance. Turn from your sins and turn to God and be saved. They're going to be, you're going to see it, and you're going to see people being changed. And when that happens, there will be an infilling of the Holy Spirit like never before. And you know what's accor- you know what's great? I believe that all the churches will be in one accord together, <clears throat> walking and talking together in unity. That's all the denominations. I believe that's got to happen. The church has to come into unity with one another. We can't be in disunity with our brothers and sisters in the Lord just because they're in a different denomination. They're all part of the body of Christ. And the only way that is going to happen is through a miracle of the Holy Spirit. The only way that's going to happen is through the Holy Spirit. Do you know that when the day of Pentecost came? It said that a mighty rushing wind came into the upper room. I'm going to read it to you in Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. What do you think they were doing up there? They were all together in one place praying. They were all together in one place in unity. They were being obedient to Jesus' word when he said to them, Go and wait until power from on high comes upon you. They were praying. Don't you think we need to be praying? Our prayer lives need to be on fire. You know, this move of the Holy Spirit is going to come through prayer. Through repentance and prayer. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house. Where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came down to rest upon them. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard the sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment. Because each one heard them speaking in his own language. Utterly amazed, they asked. Are not these men who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in his own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus in Asia, Phygria Do you know that the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is for all denominations, for all of Christ's followers? The outpouring of the Holy Spirit is for all of Christ's followers. All denominations, Baptists, Pentecost, Catholics, all those that follow Christ. The Spirit gives us a new view of life. Do you know that when the Holy Spirit comes into you and speaks to you, it changes your whole perspective. It gives you a whole new outlook on life. Proclaiming the Word of God and a prophetic vision is no longer confined to a spirit. To a Special little few. But it's, it's for all of us. The Holy Spirit is for all of us. Visions and dreams and prophecy is for all of us. Also the spiritual gift of tongues. Do you know that the spiritual gift of tongues broke the barrier? Broke a barrier of division. Because of people that heard them. In their own native tongues. It broke the language barrier. Do you understand what that meant? That was huge. Because back after Noah's days, when they were building the tower of Babel, they all spoke the same language. And they all worked together. And God said that they're going to have to disrupt their language or they're going to build a tower to heaven. So he disrupted them and confused them and gave them all different types of tongues. And for thousands of years, they had that barrier. But now that barrier was broken when that Holy Spirit came in. Because they were out proclaiming the word of God and the praises of God. And all these people heard them in their own native language. And they were amazed. And they haven't heard that since the Tower of Babel. And the nations that were divided by language were now, that barrier was now broken. And now they can be united. And that is exactly what we need today. To unite our country. To unite our churches. We need the power of the Holy Spirit to break that barrier again. We need the power of Pentecost again. Because otherwise without the power, without the anointing, without the blessing, we're just a bunch of noisy gongs and clanging cymbals. Amen? We need not only the knowledge, but we need the power of God. And the only way to get that power of God is through a cleansing of our bodies, through the, through the refiner's fire, through repentance, through prayer. And the Holy Spirit, we need him now more than ever. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come. Come into this place like a mighty rushing wind. I pray, even when we don't see Him, He's working. I pray that He was one of our songs. He's a way maker, moving in the mist. I was when we were singing that. I was just believing that the Holy Spirit was moving in around us today, flowing through this place, touching every one of us. Wouldn't that be phenomenal? Wouldn't it be phenomenal to all of a sudden hear a mighty rushing wind coming through here? Turning our own tables over. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. Let's say it together. Come, Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Let's, say, let's stand up and proclaim it. Come Holy, Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Let's do it again. Come, Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, Spirit. Spirit. Lord cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Lord, I turn to you with all my heart, all my strength, all my being, all my mind, all my possessions are yours, Lord. Hallelujah. Forgive me of my failures and my sins. And cleanse me from all unrighteousness. So that I can be made right in your sight. Amen. All right, we're going to take communion now. Amen. Here. Pass out.
1: In verse 42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. We just had the word of God from the apostle Chris. <laughs> Praise you, Lord. The fellowship, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship. To the breaking of bread. Right? What did Jesus say at the Last Supper? What did he say? He said to his disciples, He said, This is my body, the bread. He handed them the bread and he said, This is my body broken for you. This is my body, broken for you. This is my blood, poured out for you. What do you think the disciples thought? They had to think, What? wait, what's he talking about? And right after he did that, right after he did that, after they partook together he went and was taken captive by the romans or by the scribes and sadducees for i'm not sure who exactly it was the group that came to get him if they were roman soldiers or and it was also religious leaders of the temple came to get our Savior because he had a mission. It was for us. It was to break his body. It was to have his body broken, beaten, torn apart, ripped apart for us. His blood splattered everywhere for us, shed willingly for us. So as we partake together today, I want you to think about this. What did the church devote itself to at Pentecost? The teaching to the fellowship and the breaking of bread and to prayer. This is what we have to do. Okay? So, We are going to... Joe, did you find that song? Okay, you want to... We're going to play this song while we partake of communion. And um, it's called Touch My People Once Again. And it talks about the mighty rushing wind, the Holy Spirit coming in. Right, the mighty rushing wind, and as we take communion today, as you're holding the communion, see that's why you should have sat at the table because you could put it on the table. So as <laughs> so as we start this song together, um, we're going to partake together of the bread, the body, and the blood the wine. Let's partake. We need wisdom.